what the hell did I do? I mean, why that that's the showing we're going to get from rivalry week. That's the big. Okay. 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 This is okay. This is the push out. Hey everybody, welcome welcome to a new episode of the Push Out Podcast. It's your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses, yeah, it'll discuss everything that happened last week, but it does get you ready for the next, which I think is something important we should be looking forward at all times. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's... Dan, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Right. Jesus Christ. All right, well, Dan, on any other show, <laughs> on any other show, um, maybe not uh, Dallas-centric, uh, but on any other show, they probably start with a different game. Yes, I, and I we're think not that gonna wait, And we're not going to waste any time. We're going to pull this Band-Aid off real quick. Uh, game of the week is obviously for us. Um, I don't know. Maybe we don't even need to focus on that last week's games. We just... <laughs> It's really, There's no bye weeks next week. Why are we a recap week? show? Why aren't we a next week show? It's just all yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all saw it. So uh, do, do you want my thoughts or do you want to express your thoughts first? Oh, my God. Because well, we, we're gonna, we're we gonna, also haven't talked about this. You and I text constantly about football, about sports in general. And pretty much since about 340, I want to say since the Micah Parsons sack, I was like, oh I'm, just not gonna, I'm just not going to text Scott about this or, or <laughs> well really and i think it. i've made it i've made it clear too that in, in past ones too we don't usually text and, I, and no. i've said that's other friends too i have tons of bears fans friends that love to talk to me about the games and i don't know if they look at you like they do to me with vikings things but when something like this happens or if you know a good game bad game you get it like I think I got texts from people out of the blue that you know that I haven't talked to in months after they beat the Bills in that amazing one. You also get texts after a loss like this yeah. from random people, it's true, because they think <laughs> they see Vikings and they think, "Oh, I know Scott, and he he's you know sat through that." So anyway, yeah, I uh, I I played NCAA football a long time ago. Not the, not the I wasn't like D one or anything. It's the video game <laughs> and the video so. Game. I was playing the video game and I had a roommate and we literally did a franchise thing where we both, you could play it like two people could have their own schools. And so when oh, you build up your own, yeah, yeah, we build up our own schools and we would play each other once a year. We would schedule each other as a, as a game once a year. And I can't remember who won more often than not. I really don't remember, but I do remember one specific game <laughs> Where he was making a late charge, he almost won the fucking game, and then he didn't realize. You remember when he could do the ice the kicker timeout? Oh sure. He didn't know that was a thing in the game. And I ice. That's where they like erase it. You can't see the the kick anymore, and it starts pumping. Yeah, you have to like have your shit. And so I iced him, and he didn't know that was a fucking thing. And all of a sudden, (laughs) the screen is something he's never seen before. Yeah, and he misses a kick to lose the game. Ugh. And that's what it's for. He was like 
he knew. He's like, hey, that is what it is. That's the rules. It is what it is. And I, like, fucking pumped my fist. I got up. I turned around, and I shook his hand like the coaches do at the end of a game. <laughs> he was mad at me for three weeks. Three weeks Oof, yeah. over a fucking game. And I totally get it. I get when you personify other people as, like, these fucking avatars of these things that suck. Like, <laughs> I I don't know a lot of Redskins, sorry, Commanders fans. I only know a couple Eagles fans, and I don't dislike them, except when the game is on, I think about burning them in effigy. And it's yeah. something wrong with me, I guess. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, too, when I get those texts, so when I get ones after these where it's like, oh, sorry, man, bad loss, and I'm like, you're not, and I've said this on the t- thing before. You're not, though. No, you, a little bit in the back of your head, you're going, oh, man. Now he feels how I felt yeah. on week three when I got my team's ass kicked by X, you know, team. So everybody kind of relishes in seeing the ones lose by somebody that, you know, you followed that way. So I, I don't know. I Back to this game. I mean, we're talking on it very openly. Back, back on this game. 40 to 3 and Dan you picked it and that's something else to get it get into this week. Yeah, well, you know. Listen, when uh, it rains um, it pours and uh you know, when when the hose be dropping on you, the hose be dropping on you. It is what it is. <laughs> um yeah, this one was was rain and pouring. I mean, it was completely one-sided and and I guess that's the irony in all of it is like that when we come up to one of these games probably since we started this podcast We've had maybe four matchups of the six years. Like it's come up three or four times. Yeah. Maybe this is the third. It's been recent and they've come up against each other a lot because we finish second, first, around the same place in the division. Our teams are generally in the same ballpark. Yeah. In the same conferences, you do run into each other a lot. So we've had these games before. Uh, The Cowboys undefeated at U.S. Bank Stadium. Didn't realize that. And now it's even more glaring that. Since the Vikings have opened, this Dallas can't lose there. Uh, the most, the only recent win the Vikings have had was in Dallas, and that was a late afternoon or primetime game itself. I remember. Um, so Dallas has had their number lately, but this was the season so far that has had these two teams probably in the best situation and latest in the season probably too that they've run into each it's other. It's a big one. And this is what we get. And this is the what you know. Okay, if that's what we're gonna get, this is what we're gonna get. Did did we ever uh, talk about uh, sword fighters? That I think so. Like, but what is a sword ahead, fighter? Like mean? a well trained sword fighter is like. What do I do? like? Who is your least oh, favorite yes. opponent? And he goes, somebody that's never fucking picked up a sword. Yeah, you did bring that up. Yeah. Every once in a while, you're like, what the fuck is happening? And it happens so quick. Like this game was over immediately. Like yeah, I think end of the first quarter, sack, it was like, fucking oh, no. over. Yeah. Yeah. That that strip sack by Micah Parsons, I was like, this is going to be a very long game for Scott. Like, <laughs> I literally said it out loud, and I knew it. I knew it when it was happening, because I was like, oh, Darasaw is getting fucking ruined. And then Darasaw went out. Yeah. And, and I that's was like, two weeks in a row with concussion, and that was huge. Didn't realize how big that could be, but when... It was like, oh my god, Kirk's dropping back and immediately going down. Like people are whiffing on blocks. Seven is his career high in sacks. Uh, you can't take it away from Dallas and the moves they were doing. And the, I mean, because the Vikings tried, they tried to give Brandle, who filled in for Darius, mm-hmm. some help with like Cook and stuff, and it didn't matter. Whoever was over there is getting through. And it, 
So that's the thing. Dallas leads the league in sacks. We're a good defense. Yeah. This is a good defense. Yeah. This has nothing like it's hard to judge an offense against a defense like this and be like, hey, you guys got some major problems. Y'all got punched in the mouth immediately. You became one dimensional immediately. And when you're one dimensional against a team like Dallas, good fucking luck, man. They're pinning right. their ears back and they're coming. I will also say, offensively, this was the best game I've ever seen them call. Like, yeah, that's this, something. This was so balanced. Like everything was balanced. We were attacking weak spots. Like Kellen Moore was like auditioning to be a head coach here, and it was. And I knew that beautiful. too. I, I I knew Commando Dallas is a very good defense, and then their offense is able to put up a lot of points. You've done it in this season, so it's not like it's a surprise. But when you were watching this game. Were you like, I mean, this had to be probably the best they've looked fully rounded all season. Oh, specifically Dak. This is the best I've yeah. seen Dak all year. The way he was going through his progressions, obviously he's getting protection. That's a huge component to it. But he was going through his protections or his, uh, what, what am I saying? His progressions, reads, but progressions, also sorry. progressions. Yeah. He's going through his progressions so well. His feet look so fucking good. Tony Pollard was involved. It seemed like he was finding the guy that was open all the time. He wasn't doing what Dak does, which is make some, you know, sometimes not the highest percentage throws and makes him look good. He was just absolutely taking what was given to him and wrecking y'all. And yeah. it, yeah. like I said, this is nothing but a straight up ass whooping. And I don't, I don't say that to be like offensive. This was like, okay, we can learn nothing from this. <laughs> Like it was, you literally it was get three games on, film. three games on at the time. CBS pulled away from it to the only other one in they the had third going quarter. on in the third quarter. Yes, <laughs> to the Bengals and Steelers game, which was tight at that time. It was a one point game, but yeah. there was no other way to watch it at that point. I had the radio on because no. you know Paul Allen was on a run here. You know he's had a very good season of calling <laughs> these games, so I like to listen to it and I was lining it up pretty good. Uh, they pulled the game, so I'm listening to it, watching the Bengals Steelers on TV, and then they're like, and he's sacked for a seventh time. And I go, I can't, I can't no more. So I didn't even, I went back and looked at the stats and saw that, that Cooper Rush got us some time in, and so did our backup QB2 yeah. and all that stuff. Um, I do remember you talking about the game that Dak had, and I want to bring up too that one of those Pollard swing out touchdowns, I think is the second long one, yeah. was a Dak audible. He looked at what everyone was in. We were in this like shell covered too and tried to trick him. And he did, he completely was like, I know this and just killed us on it. So, yeah, something there. I mean, does Dallas have a mic somewhere in U.S. Bank Stadium? <laughs> They're picking up these plays. Uh, or what my, my favorite, uh, a conspiracy theory that I am telling myself now, just so I can get some rest at night, is listen, Vikings are still an eight and two organization and now the Cowboys are seven and three. Cowboys are in a very good position here because what the Eagles are doing, that if they take this division, they could take the uh the NFC. Uh, or the sure. the number one seat, I'm saying. Yeah. The Make NFC a run seat. of it, yeah. They could get a bye week. Um there's a very good chance these two teams meet again this year very soon. Well, I saw so a statistic. That why might not? Shock wait you. a minute. So why not a 4D chess of the Vikings <laughs> saying, "Let's not show them anything. Let's not even show them a blocking scheme." You're Let's saying this is a rope a dope? Are you rope a dope? Rope a dope, plenty, my man. 
they're not they this was on purpose this was all laid out so that when they roll into dallas because you know eagles will falter as we know they will dallas will get the number one seed in the championship game minnesota rolls in there and they're like oh 40 to 3 i remember you and then we go yep this was all part of the plan yep. and it's a big old rope-a-dope that's that's, some that's real that's deep what state i say. thinking some real yes. deep state thinking <laughs> thank you <laughs> i mean i'll say this i saw this statistic which you might be interested in uh you know I won't, but go ahead. With <laughs> with Minnesota losing this game, their percentage, their likelihood of making the playoffs fell oh, yeah. from 99% to 99%. Yeah. It didn't well, do shit pe- to Minnesota. Yeah. The NFC North is is a mess, so that's where we stand, you know. And then I said it last week, too. It's all going to come down to uh, to matchups. There's really also, is. this actually might be one, there are four teams that have lost by 30 points in a season where they won a Super Bowl. I know. Sometimes it's a, it's a recalibration. I think we got our recalibration literally the week before. We came out and played fucking flat and stupid against Green Bay, and we went, this shit cannot pass. So we went from the worst game we played this season to the best game we played this season, and I think it goes, hey, this is your potential. You could do this yeah. to almost any team in the league because your Vikings are good. They're good. So if the Vikings, got, if they can do this to the Vikings, they can do this to anybody. Two more games in a row here at home. Short week here too. Get that get that taste out of our mouth, kind of thing. You you guys got the short week as well, so it's kind of works opposite you. You could probably wish you relish in a win like this a little bit longer. But it's Thanksgiving. I tradition. As much, yes, I squeezed as much out of uh, out of that Buffalo win as I could that week, and was like, all right, all right, yeah, Cowboys. And I think that you know. It's a Vikings thing. It's a little hangover from a big win kind of thing. But this was, yeah, this was rough. This was really rough. And and you have two sides of this. Uh, is Yeah, is this a Vikings team that's going to wake up and bounce off the, uh, the canvas from getting punched in the mouth? Or were they finally exposed as to uh, the... Uh, you know, paper soldier that they were. Who's just, ah. so? I'm. I'm. I got to be focused on the positive here. That this is a very good uh, roster, and uh, we get Dalvin Tomlinson back from an injury here, shore up that rushing game a little bit. Gosh, because um, we are going to be without Darisaw in this short week already. So, boy, if we need to run it. We need to get that ball out of Kirk's hand fast. Yeah, I mean, I have no notes for the Cowboys. <laughs> Congrats. Let's, let's do Congrats. that again, shall we? Can we do that to the Giants? If we do that to the Giants, if the Cowboys just start doing this to everybody, I would be the happiest boy. If we, Because <laughs> if we just run the fucking table, dude, if we just absolutely fucking run the table. Yeah. Well, there no. Well, there you go, Dan. I mean, this is your early Christmas gift. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but it, so here's the thing. We don't want the, the Eagles to be the number one seed. Nobody likes that shit. The True. Eagles have been playing these fucking sketchy. They got to play the Packers this week. Maybe that's going to be their undoing. Who knows? Um, but we got to play them again. Even if we play them again, they still have a one-game lead on us. So we have to basically go, like, <laughs> we have to go undefeated, and also they have to lose at least one more game. And their schedule for the rest of the year is cupcake. It is a yeah. cupcake fucking schedule. So we definitely need this. You guys don't really, <laughs> you know, even if. Even if the Eagles wind up losing to the Packers this week, you guys are set. I mean, you guys are well, at least watching, the three seed. Yeah. 
that Eagles game in uh, in Indy was making me like, oh my gosh, and we could be set up here. Yeah. But when they won that, that's true. We'll see. We we got a bunch more games to talk about and Thanksgiving. Do we the, though? Do we? <laughs> was that was that where you want to stick around with just in there? Because I don't know. I'm I done. Like- I'm done. Uh, all right, everybody. This is Dan. I'll see you. <laughs> all right, and I'll cover the rest. So you'll just give my voice. That's my punishment for that hell. Um, no, this uh, this podcast is the as always. It's a good uh, a good way to talk me through my problems. You know, it, it's therapeutic. Hey, um, you know, you didn't have the worst game this week because you sure about that. I'm sure because I personally feel like I would much rather get my shit rocked straight out the gate and be like, hey, horse is out of the barn, barn's on fire, so is my wife. I'd rather have that sort of situation because I go, hey, I just got to deal with the thing that's in front of me than lose at the last second of the fucking Raiders. Yeah. So, there, listen, yeah. there's worse situations you could be in, and we'll talk about a few of them. Um, the next one I want to talk about is the Detroit Lions winning on the road. And I think it's their third win in a row. Yes. 31-18 over the Giants, a very good uh, record team here. Um, Dan, you picked it. Jamal Williams, three touchdowns in this one. Um, Was all the Lions stats. That's that's what I got from that (laughs) game on the Lions side. But um, Daniel Jones had a good game except for the two interceptions. He had a passing touchdown, ran one in over 300 yards. But the Lions had to lead the half, didn't give it away in the second half, and uh, controlled this game, which is, I don't know, speaks some uh, volume here for a Giants team who was at home there. Saying Daniel Jones had a great game except for those two interceptions is like saying, that dude's real sexy except for that hunchback. Yeah. No, I mean, he... It's just the way he is, man. It's the way he is. I mean, this Giants team, we've talked about it. You know, you guys had the reputation of like, oh, you guys... You know, for an eight and one team, you guys aren't that scary. Well, for a seven and two team, neither were the Giants. You know, the Giants right. seemed like they were teetering. You guys don't seem like you're teetering. You seem like a good team. Um, and Detroit is now four and six. And mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that happened is everybody in Detroit's like, holy shit, dude, if we don't start winning some games, they're gonna fire Dan Campbell. They're gonna have to. He's in his second year. We gotta put some shit together. Four and six is a great place for these Lions to be. It gives these Lions hope for the future. You know, if the Lions get to seven wins this year, can you imagine the parties that get thrown in Detroit? It's <laughs> I think this win especially probably saved Dan Campbell's job. Um it's it's a road win that's been a long time since they've had one of those. It puts him second in the division, if mm-hmm. only for this little blip. It's feels good. Um you can point and go, look, even Green Bay's having an off uh, season here. So, yeah, they're doing good, um, and they looked so strong in this one. I think you texted me at some point that Aiden Hutchinson was looking like a defensive rookie of the year in this game, and he sure was. He sneaked, he need, uh snatch an interception just out yeah. of nowhere in this game. Yeah, he um, looked great. The other side, uh, the Giants could not get the ball going with Saquon Barkley. There you go. I think that's the way you stop these giants if you if you run into them in the playoffs or wherever because if they can't run the ball daniel jones had 50 yards on his seven carries so he could but it's a one two like it's 
it's that option. It's that if, okay, if I don't give it a Saquon, I'll take it off. And it worked a few times, but you could tell the Saquon ones weren't working for just a yard and a half per carry. They were keying on him. It was basically every time Saquon was in the game, they were on Saquon. Yeah. And, you know, that's what happened. I mean, we talk about great coaching. What does Belichick do? He takes away the best player. You know, like the best coach of all time is famous for taking away your best fucking option. So good for Aaron Glenn for focusing on that. You know, to your point, where you said Daniel Jones had a good game except for the two interceptions. They let him throw this thing all over the yard. He had 44 attempts. Right. That's not a recipe for a Giants victory. Daniel Jones needs to be somewhere around 20, maybe 25 attempts. You need about 20, 30 carries from Saquon in the backfield. That's what you need. You know, but they they, they weren't out of this right away. I mean, I know it was 17-6, to 6, but at halftime, like you felt like the Giants could come back, but then once the... Lions got out on the field for the third quarter. It was over. I know the Giants yeah. put 12 on the board at the end, but that's garbage time. No, yeah. It was 31-12 to 12 at one point uh, in the fourth. Uh, one other note from this was the Giants' top wide receiver in this game was Wandale Robinson. And then he turns his ACL. He's done for the season. And they also lost cornerback uh, Adore Jackson four to six weeks with an MCL sprain. Yeah, Those are big losses to this team, yeah, this yeah. late in the season. I mean, I don't know who their wide receivers are anymore. I really don't. Uh, well, it's Kenny Galladay, um, but nobody throws to his ass. Darius Slayton's back. Richie James. They like Richie James. In. Yeah. You're right. Richie James is, shouldn't be a number two, and he's forced into that. You're right. And Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny Galladay's. I guess he's just too old now. Um, you'll get a lot of Darius Slayton. In fact, you're going to see him on Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is my segue. Giants, Cowboys. Uh <clears throat> This has been a while, and we'll hit the uh, Thanksgiving games here early, um, where we're not going to really have a stinker on Thursday, uh, no. thankfully. Giants at Cowboys, this is going to be a nice matchup. Giants uh, desperately need it. This is a big one for the division. Uh, Cowboys and throwbacks, I'm seeing, uh, for Thanksgiving, which uh, I love that. I love when they do throwbacks on Thanksgiving. I mean, you know what I'm going to say. You know who I'm rooting for. You know who I'm picking. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I... I don't think this game is even going to be as close as the last one. I just, I I think we're in a much different spot. You know, when we played them last time, it was fucking Cooper Rush. You know, it was, it was Cooper Rush versus the Dallas versus the New York Giants. I think we got this one pretty much handled with Dak Prescott. Yeah. The, uh, at Dallas on Thanksgiving, we talk about short weeks and stuff like that and playing at home. So I like the Cowboys in that scenario too. Um, plus, that de- like you said, that defense. Uh, the Cowboys, though, if they have a worry in the defense, is shutting down the run. So you got to shut down Saquon. You got to get the guys in the right spot. Cue in on him because Saquon has success. That's the Giants. That's the Giants' window to a win. You know. So, there, but I'm still taking Cowboys too. Oh yeah. There was a great McCarthy quote where he said after last week's loss against the Packers, he was pissed at the defense. Because he thought they were just trying to sack Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He, he thought they were all kind of glory boy in their numbers. Yeah. And he said, sacking, sacking the quarterback is a privilege. It's a privilege. You earn it by stopping the run. And I was like, oh, that's a good way to think about that shit. And it seemed like we came out and did exactly that to the Vikings. But I think we have the opportunity to do exactly that to Daniel Jones and to everybody else for the rest of the season, as long as Micah stays healthy. Stay healthy, Micah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going, yeah, I'm going Cowboys too. Okay, moving along, you probably noticed that Dan is now picking first again. He had a very good week in picks. Um, we're segueing that into the next game here, but Dan uh, basically got every game right this week, but one. Yeah. 15 of 16 on the, uh, was right 16? No, 14. 13 of 14 because uh, of the bye weeks and stuff. Damn good uh, line up here. Um, but there is an argument here to Browns Bills. Browns 23, <laughs> Bills 31. Bills won it. What? Now, and we are, uh, this game happened in Detroit. So, but, um, so what happened was Dan and I, I kind of thought that too, that, you, you know, it's because they're, we didn't deal with weather in the game yeah. that you'd, you'd fall to a Bills choice. But, Pat, our uh, sound engineer, he made a good point to me in the week. Um, your argument was that if there was, quote, snow on the ground in Buffalo, and technically, Dan, there was a lot of snow on the ground in Buffalo, <laughs> that technically your choice was for the Browns here. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? You're pulling up. I'm pulling up snowfall totals and timing. <laughs> Because <laughs> I want to see exactly when the fuck. Because I thought they were done by Sunday morning. I thought it was all fucked up. Uh, I think you were just talking about snow on the ground. Well, right? I, I'm. They cleared it, and you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> they cleared. They cleared if, it. In if we're gonna get into these fucking cockamamie ideas, then yes, they cleared no, no. everything. They melted the shit. Um. Obviously, obviously, it was all down to whether or not there uh, was snow during the game and snow that affected the game, etc. This certainly affected this game, but we knew about it so ahead of time that they moved it to Detroit. That happened shortly after, well, about on Thursday of the week. Um, There was a little worry that Buffalo could even get their their team out of the the, uh, uh, city in time because the snow hit Friday, I think, overnight and just kept hitting them, and they got so much snow there in Buffalo, but they had to play it in Detroit. Um, Vikings have had a game uh, in Detroit when they were supposed to be at home. That was when the snow, the roof collapsed. Uh, Ford Field seems to be a nice, like, central location to make teams go to to play a game. Well-built, Midwestern, it has a roof, you're good. You can sell some tickets there. Um, Detroit would love to have a little extra money, you know, all that (laughs) works out there. Um, This for a second looked like, uh uh-oh, is Buffalo – you know, stuck in this doldrums and, and, and this weird spot of getting this random, not really home home game against a Browns team that can be plucky. It was 10 13 at the half, but they did kind of take over in the second half and they win it 31 to 23. I'm going to be nice, Dan. I'm going to give you that pick. Congrats. <laughs> so generous of you this week, Scott. So generous yeah. of you to not be a constitutionalist about it. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, this, you could tell that, I mean, we're talking about. I thought Nick Chubb would really be a difference maker in the game. He was. He was just a complete fucking non-factor. Nick Chubb averaged less than two yards of carry in this game. What happened? Like, you know, it seems like there's certain teams where they're like, just key in on this fucking guy. The same thing that happened to Saquon happened to Nick Chubb in this game, and it really, really neutered the Browns. I know Mm -hmm. that it's 23-31, to but it was not that close. Not especially in the second half. In the second half, we talk about first half's prep, second half's talent. Seems like Buffalo didn't have a great plan coming in, but then they figured out that they were more talented in the second half. Um, I know we say that a lot, but it just seems to be the case, doesn't it? It just it always seems out to that be the way. case. Um, yeah. It was uh, ten to twenty-eight at one point in the fourth quarter. Bills, so yeah, they did take over. Yeah, I, I don't have a I don't have a ton of notes for the Bills. Honestly, you know, I 
I would love to see Josh Allen get some rest here, but I don't think like that's happening, especially at seven and three. You know, they're right in the the heat of the race of that division. It's it yeah. is what it is, but you know, steel sharp and steel. Maybe he gets out of it. He does actually recover, and uh, you know, they're sharper for it come the playoffs. But I mean, Cleveland's yeah. fucking toast. Have I done this yet? Have I given a tombstone to Cleveland? Because fucking tombstone. I don't think so. Put it on a tombstone for Cleveland. Absolute yeah. tombstone. They needed to win this game to have any sort of chance in the AFC, even at a wild card. At 3-7, and seven, I know we're a game away from Deshaun, but that shit's not going to matter. Right. He's knocking off Russ for at least two or three games. One more Jacoby Brissett game to sit through, and then we'll see what happens there. Um, in fact, that is against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We can pick that one here right now. It's Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Uh, Tampa coming off their bye week. What do you think, Dan? Uh, it's only because it's off the bye week. I have not been impressed with Tampa all year. They do stop the run pretty well. Um, I'm going to pick Tampa on the road, even though I I'm, I think like this is going to be a close one, especially with Brissett kind of going all out, maybe throwing a couple weird gadgets um, in there because he knows, hey, I'm not in this thing again after next week. Let's go all out and try to win myself a contract next year. But uh, I think it's going to be a Buccaneers win. I think I'm with you. Um I don't trust Cleveland, like you said. Then you're, you're tombstoning them, and they don't seem like they uh, are shooting for it this season. Tampa needs it. Atlanta is right there. Um, you know, they're not. I don't think they're too scared of them. But if you don't win the division in the South, you might not be going to the playoffs, given how yeah. the East is let on fire. So Tampa needs it. So Tampa, big win on the road. Let's. I'm gonna say they do it off the bye week. Too. They do it off the bye week. They're gonna fire. The cannons. We are, and we will fire cannons for them. And then, uh, starting the game, the day on uh, Thanksgiving, the early kickoff, which is now always Detroit, it seems. Uh, the Buffalo Bills going to Detroit to play the Lions. I might not pull out some throwbacks for this one. Let me see the Red Bills helmet, but they won't do it. <laughs> Still, these Lions are fun. Maybe they give us a fun game against this good Bills team. Buffalo at Detroit. What do you think, Dan? I think that's the best the Lions can hope for. Listen, I I picked the Lions to get on their three-game win streak, but it has to end against Buffalo. If it doesn't, my God, they they might win the division. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Slow down. <laughs> These Lions could be incredible if that happens. I, I just think the Bills are too good. Also, the Bills are over all the fucking kerfuffle um, of things in Buffalo. I don't know if they stuck around. It, it, to me, it would make sense to just stick around Detroit and have a good time and eat a bunch of pizzas that don't make sense. Uh, yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah, I don't see why you fly back into uh, the your uh, buried-in-snow home there. It's just stay in Detroit for the short week, practice there, you know, have one of those just stare-downs. Uh, we booked the field for this practice, <laughs> Lions, you know, kind of thing. Deal but with I, it. Yeah. Buffalo uh, on Thanksgiving, too, but... Um, Man, just Detroit put a whole team out there. I don't, you know, I know David Blau's not on the team anymore. I just can't do another one of those Thanksgiving starts. Uh, it's been like two or three weeks in a row where it's like, um, all right, here we go. We're gonna kick off, and the Lions are going to play some quarterback that you haven't heard of that they signed from the practice squad just two days ago. He knows three plays though. <laughs> You're like, and he knows the it. shit out of him. He's been playing him for four years. One of them's a wing T option I. Yeah, it's like we got, we're we going to sit down and eat during the Cowboys game. You know it. So I need something to watch until then. So give me something fun here, Buffalo and Detroit. All you got to do Come is on. just give me a good game. That's all we want. Yeah. Lions, everybody likes you. No one expects you to win. 
Go Buffalo, right. but man, it'd be nice. Nice to see the Lions get one here. There you are. All right, let's move on to the game that probably should have been game of the week. Uh, Kansas City beats the Chargers 30-27, to but this was a fun one to watch. Oh, yeah. um, back and forth, uh, Chargers had the lead at half. Excuse me, 13-20 to 20 Chargers at the half. Chargers took the lead into the fourth quarter, 23-20. Uh, to 20. It was like right at the start, I believe. Um, and then um, the third and 18 long conversion to Allen to set up a Chargers retake of the lead, 27-23, but uh, still left too much time for the Chiefs. Uh, the Travis Kelsey third touchdown of the day gives them the lead with just about half a minute left. We talk about Aaron Rodgers where you're like, yep, you left too much time. Tom Brady, you left too much time. Pat Mahomes is there. Pat oh, Mahomes yeah. is, you know, when there was a 1A, minute, 1B. what was there, a minute and 38 seconds on the clock? Well, this like, is 146 after Palmer's touchdown. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. You, two, I mean, what do you do? How do you stop? You know, and people were saying like, well, Justin Herbert can't, you know, when it's clutch time, he threw an interception. I was like, motherfucker, he marched you down the field a five-minute drive over 11 plays, and he got a touchdown. Sorry he couldn't drain two more minutes off the clock, but that's pretty right. fucking clutch. That's a really good drive for a young quarterback. Pat Mahomes just is a different fucking animal, dude. You know, going 70 yards in a minute and 15 seconds? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. And they were in a position where they had to go for the touchdown. A field goal would have done nothing. And Pat Mahomes went 70 yards in a minute and 15 seconds. Sure, he yeah. throws an interception, but at that point, the game is gone anyway. you got to make a big-time fucking throw. I like the future the of Justin interception Herbert. interception at the end, I totally agree with you. Yeah, he, yeah, you have to force it. You have to be pushing it down the field with under. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if they had any timeouts left. No, they were all out. And that was the only one of his day, too. So. Yeah, he had a great game. Justin Herbert had a great game. Really but good. But the Chargers are 5-5. Five and five. I mean, the problem with the Chargers is that these losses just keep stacking up. They haven't been bad losses. They, they're they just not winning once enough to probably stay in a race for a playoff spot in the, NF, in the <sighs> AFC. I, I think they still have a chance for a playoff spot. I mean, the, the division is gone. They got a chance. You know, the yeah. division is gone. This game absolutely solidified. A three-game deficit with this many games to go it's just insane but they don't have a bad slate of games they got the cardinals coming up they got the raiders they got the dolphins that's tough tennessee indy rams and then denver maybe two three losses just comes down to yeah the east that's a big that's a big consideration yeah i mean they Mm -hmm. need to win they can only really drop two more games they can i mean if you're a 10 win team i think you have a chance at it um if you're a nine-win team in the AFC, I don't think that's going to be good enough. But, you know, I, I can see through a very logical progression of the schedule, they could win ten games this year. Still. The East uh, divisions of the AFC and NFC, if we stopped playing right now, three of the four teams would all be in the playoffs. And the fourth team in both are the just outside looking in eighth seed. That's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, we talk about parity. Sometimes uh, the divisions give us the evidence, you know. Yeah, the, yeah, they always seem to flip like that. Uh, those are all the games we had for the first half of this block because oh, we shoved so much in the two minute no offense, <laughs> and we got some plenty more to talk about for next week. There are no bye weeks next week. Thanksgiving yeah. 
is football's holiday. Live with it, folks. It really um, is. So we're going to give you the moment here to run back, get some seconds, while I know you're all sitting to, to the Push-Up Podcast. We'll be right back. I need a big weekend. Kick up the dust. Yeah, big weekend. If you don't run, you rust. Well, I may shake your hand, but I won't know your name. The joke in your language don't come out. All right, everybody, welcome back uh, to the Push Out Podcast. We've returned from the break. It's time to shove in through with some games that were just a yawn on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. It's time for the two-minute no offense. Because no offense, but if your team wasn't wearing purple or silver and blue, we didn't give a fuck about you this week, and, uh, man, we're just catching up on some duds. That's right. Oh, man, if only we could have shoved that game in there, too. <laughs> but, hey, got to live with it when it happens. Um, I put five in this week because Ooh. that's where we are that's where we are we'll talk about them and who they have match up next week but come on i'm not gonna talk about last week's games that's fair and start that clock and ready to go we're starting with commanders beating up on the texans because everyone does it was 23 to 10 yeah this was also just really bad i mean damian pierce on my fantasy team completely fucking useless washington yeah looks good they look good they don't look like a world beater but they look good Five sacks in this one and still not putting Chase Young out there. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the punt fest of Jets Patriots, but it ended 10-3 <sighs> after 17 punts. The last one returned with five seconds left. The only game I got Dan on this <sighs> week. What a tremendous piece of shit this game was for many reasons. Like yeah. I, The stats, if you get a chance, we're not going to review it. If you get a chance to look at the stats on this game, truly fucking embarrassing for both mm-hmm. sides. Nick Folk missed two field goals. That's all he's supposed to do is just hit those. Um, the Saints beat the Rams in New Orleans 27-20. to 20. I mean, you could say this was a tight game, but it just is bad, two bad teams. Yeah, I mean, also, we picked it like this. We talk about it. Does two-minute no offense? Did you learn anything? No, we didn't. We learned New no. Orleans is narrowly better than Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, also, Ravens beat the Panthers, but what a yawn of a game. 13-3. to 3. This thing was... Three nothing, three three until the fourth quarter. Defensively good, I will say that for both teams. Okay. This was a good, this was a well played game defensively. Um, if if the Ravens did not have Lamar Jackson, I think this is a very different game. And I think if uh, the fucking Panthers didn't have Baker Mayfield, maybe it's going a little better for them. Which that's yeah. changing. And then finally, I put that Monday night one in Mexico City in there, where the Niners crushed the Cardinals thirty eight to ten. Which I made a mistake. I said, oh, there's nothing in Mexico City this year. And literally, it's the same week that the Mexico City game was. So I apologize to any Estadio Azteca fans out there. I just felt like they didn't push it really that much at all. Um, McCoy started again for the Cardinals because of Murray's hamstring. We got some McSorley at the end. This game was tight in the first half. Cardinals were playing in the first half. Uh, the San Francisco, here's a stat to end this one. The San Francisco defense is not allowed a second half point, not, not touchdown point and three straight games. That defense good that, uh, yeah. you know, listen, I ran into the San Francisco 49ers last year in the playoffs. Didn't enjoy my time. Uh, no, against I know them. they're scary. They're a good yeah. defense. No one wants to play them. Jimmy, you know, as they're calling him now, Jimmy Guapo is, uh, <laughs> 
you know, you spent spent a week in uh, spent a week in Mexico, got about twelve girls pregnant. Uh, good for you, hey man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the dude looks fucking great. And how much of a fucking you talk about four D chess? How much of a fucking genius does Kyle Shanahan look like for keeping his ass around? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, Garoppolo's. He's an interesting duck, but uh, they know exactly what they have with him, and I think they can win around him. I mean, they've they've taken him to the Super Bowl once already. <laughs> I love that they're like, Jimmy, we loaded you up with weapons, and you didn't get it done. And all Jimmy Garoppolo, confidently, the massive dick energy that he has is, well, go get me more fucking weapons then. And they go and get <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. It's like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> How the fuck is this? How does this work? How do you do that, Jimmy? Yeah. Whatever Smart it man. takes, yeah. This this side or that side, what are we gonna do? Um, all right, bunch of games we can talk about here for the big week twelve. Uh, let's wrap up Thanksgiving Day with the Thursday night where the New England Patriots come to Minnesota. Uh, my Vikings, we gotta clean that bad football taste out of our mouth. <laughs> Uh, Dan, Patriots, Vikings, though, what do you think? Well, the Vikings need to clean that bad football taste out of their mouth, but so do yes. the Patriots. Um, mm. Patriots did not have a good game against the Jets. Um, I, I didn't think they looked particularly good. I'm picking your Vikings, man. I think I think the Vikings are a good team. They just happen to get mollywhopped uh, by a pretty good Cowboys team that was hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. I'm hoping you're right. Uh, the one thing is, is without Christian Derrissaw in there, the sack leader, Matthew Judon, is set up for, oh, my God, a big scary game. Um, Kirk Cousins... Uh, before th- that game against the Cowboys, I felt like some of these times when he's getting blitzed, he's th- doing one of those, I'm going to throw it and turn my back at the same time. I don't know if he's got bad ribs or what's going on with the guy, but um, I'm hoping we see him calm himself down, stand in that pocket a little bit more because he's going to not have time against this very good Patriots defense. Um, but I will take Vikings because they're at home. Yeah. And that crowd, and everybody should be f- – Uber focused to bounce back in yeah. this one. You were so home against we the Cowboys, but okay. All right, Dan. Texans at Dolphins. Oof. Dolphins coming off that bye week. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what what did the Texans do wrong? What did? Oh right, right. They had a sexually assaulting quarterback that they allowed <laughs> to continue doing that for a number of years. Okay, yeah. Uh, go Dolphins. Dolphins win this one easily. <laughs> yeah, Texans are awful but maybe this is the 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 choice and they'll go get one of them quarterbacks next year absolute Um, trap game for the dolphins though (laughs) i guess so but it's in even in miami yeah dolphins i got i got dolphins in that one hopefully and probably winning pretty easily uh the new orleans saints go to san francisco they're playing the niners uh, I mean, the Niners' defense is just tremendous, and I don't think A.D. Dalton stands a chance. Or Jameis Winston. I don't care if they switch him at the half. I know, and it's in San Francisco, too. This is a nice pull for the Niners, who, um, I mean, they, the one thing you say about the Niners is they're 6-4. and four. Uh, I think they're getting much better because, I mean, the Christian McCaffrey trade and everything else. But they, yeah, they, they're beating the teams they should beat, and this is one of those teams they should beat. So I Absolutely. got them, too. Uh, okay, we just keep going. The Rams at Chiefs. Oh, poor Rams. <laughs> poor Rams. You remember when Odell was like, I might come back to the Rams, and now Odell's like, I don't know who you, I, what is, whose number is this? I don't know who this is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, Chiefs are real good. Chiefs will beat them. No, this is, Rams are one of the biggest disappointing teams. I think, uh, honestly, they are like at that point now uh, where 
there might be historically bad in terms of returning Super Bowl champions um, from the f- previous year? We've, we've had some pretty bad, I mean, not over the last like 10, 15 years, but when you think about Super Bowl champions in history. I don't even remember like the John Elway retiring year and the next year it was Brian, Brian Greasy. Greasy, Bubby Brister. I think even that team was still somewhat good. They this were. Rams team is rough. But remember the 2002 Patriots were pretty shitty. You know, yeah. they yeah. were not good. Um, they didn't make the playoffs their next year. So, um, but Chiefs, Chiefs are maybe the best, arguably best team in the league. So yeah, I like Kansas City yeah. at home too against some uh, beat up Rams who Stafford can't even stay on the field with his concussions now. Uh, Ravens at Jaguars, Dan. Oh, Ravens all the way. Ravens all the way. The Ravens have a really good defense, and Jaguars are. I mean, they had an off week. They they had a bye week, so mm-hmm. you know maybe they got a couple little surprises planned. But the Ravens desperately need this game, and they're not a bad team. So I think it's Ravens all the way. Yeah, I always think the Ravens are a good team. I think they they got some issues, and then you watch some of these games closer, and you're like, whoa, the Ravens might have some trip ups here. So if the Jaguars played a flawless game, I could see them maybe winning there at home. But they usually find ways to lose those. What are we kidding? I like Ravens too. Uh, you see what happens, Dan, when I pick second? We end up being the same. <laughs> uh, there is a few good games, though, coming up. Um, this one is a little wild. Chargers at Cardinals. I mean, I got to go Chargers here because um, I feel like they're the only team that still really has a, a chance to do something. And who knows what's going on with Kyler Murray? Who knows if he's right. going to play again for the rest of the year? You know, right. I mean, they're, you got to look at the schedule at this point and go, why are we – putting our franchise guys say that in quotes why are we putting them out there to get hurt um you know let's just get a couple games out of these backups so i'm gonna go chargers yeah char- i mean doesn't feel great taking the chargers uh on the road but it's still somewhat you know not not a far trip for them out there to uh arizona so i'll take the chargers as well yeah. um all right Let's talk about a game that ended up being pretty fun bears falcons bears uh lost to the falcons 27 24 Again, another one that Dan picked over me. Um, Fields had a touchdown, interception, ran one in. He still had a pretty good-looking game uh, for all intents and purposes. Um, And then Montgomery, 121 yards total from the line of scrimmage. Uh, This game was back and forth. Bears had it, and then Patterson returns it. Or After he fumbles it, that sets up a Bears touchdown. Returns a long kickoff who now gives him the record, I think, for kickoff touchdowns in the NFL. Tied it. Uh, yeah, ties it, yeah, with nine. And then this game was all 17, all 24, 24 all with 8-16 left in this game. Um, Koo hit the 53-yard field goal with just under two minutes left to take the lead. And the Bears had a chance here at the end, but there was a high pass off Montgomery's hands that, that was tipped to the interception, which was the field's only interception that game. Yeah. I, fields had a little James Brown moment in these games where he's just like, ha, ha, like, I can't walk. I can't walk. Oh, suddenly I scamper for 12, 15 yards. Like, yeah. Justin Fields looks good, but his legs are pretty fucking shot. Uh, you know, they talk about him having a chance to beat Lamar Jackson. Not if he looks like this, you know, a little bit past midway through the season. Um, well, he's dealing with some injury now, right? Yeah, they need to protect that dude. And they, you know... Th- they were kind of out of it. I mean, the score doesn't tell you that, but, like, Justin Fields was the entirety of the offense. Like, 
they can't keep putting him out there and having the entire team on his back while he's injured. Like that's just gonna you're gonna RG three this motherfucker if you don't if you're not careful. Um, so that's my my caution for the Bears. I I want Justin Fields to be successful. He's an interesting cat. I like different styles of quarterback play, and he's definitely you know a different dude. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they they can't keep letting these games you know beat the shit out of him and have his legs be basically useless in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of turning into their offense. He threw a nice touchdown to Mooney, who had to leave his feet to, to bring it in. That was cool. Uh, the trade for Claypool really isn't doing much right now. I I don't want to make that a big deal because that was bigger more for the future because they see that uh, the wide receivers' free agency market, you know, next year is not going to be great, so they made a move now, which was smarter. Um, but... Bears are playing for not this year, and I think that's obvious now. Um, boy, do they have some, you know, they can have a little silver lining outlook because of how good Fields has been playing, but you're right. Don't don't run this guy ragged on a, on a lost year, I agree. Um, the Falcons, on the other hand, are going to lose a young star in Pitts who tore his MCL. They're saying that's, quote, probably the year. Um I think the only reason he comes back is if he rushes into a playoff game or something like that for the Falcons. So yeah, I th- that would take a lot of success for them. I would I would bench him for the year. I mean, there's no reason to aggravate an MCL on one of your franchise talents if you feel that he is that way. So, yeah, I, I feel bad for Kyle Pitts. He's had a real bummer of a year fantasy-wise and statistically, but you know, there's still a ton of, ton of potential in this dude. Yeah. Uh, so this leads us to talk about a couple of games – some teams going going their uh, their all black di- direction. Um, the New York Jets are at home. They're playing the Bears. Jets will be in their their black alternate helmets in this one. So it's Bears at Jets. This is a tough one because the Bears offensively are better than the Jets offensively, but the Jets defensively are really fucking good. Zach Wilson might not be the starter for this game. Zach Wilson might lose his starting quarterback position. I'm yeah. gonna, oh, Je- I'm yeah, gonna put a qualifier. If okay. Zach Wilson starts, I'm picking Bears. If Zach Wilson starts, I'm taking the Bears. If they start <laughs> anybody else, Mike White, <laughs> fucking Joe Flacco, I don't give a shit. Then I'm taking the Jets because that defense is for real. Interesting. Okay. Um, you heard about this whole uh, Jets uh, fan predicting these games coin flip thing. The coin flip. Well, he predicted a loss. He did this, this one. Now, so far, it's something like he's already gone through the season. Like he has already flipped through, and and so far, it's been completely correct in he the Jets flipped, games. Yeah. So the Jets coin flip shit is very interesting because they actually picked. He has been one hundred percent correct so far. He picked. You know, the Jets subreddit is like, well, you live by the coin, you die by the coin. That's how you lose to the fucking Patriots. I'm sorry, it picked it. Yeah. Um, it just is yeah. what it is, but, it's, but he has uh, him, he has him losing to these bears this week. And then it's like stringing off maybe five wins after that. Yeah. Or which unfortunately, cause we get the Jets after this. Yeah. So he's if got, you're gonna, he had them after the bye week losing to new England, losing to Chicago, then, uh, win at Minnesota, win at Buffalo, win Detroit, win Jacksonville, win Seattle, lose Miami, win the wild card, win the divisional, lose the AFC championship game. The Jets in the championship game, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if one of those things go wrong, if they even if they beat 
the Bears. If they win against the Bears, the whole thing's blown. You know, the coin is blown. And then if you lose against the Bears and you lose against the Vikings, the whole thing's blown. So it's a hell of a record they've got to get on. But there's a chance that if they do lose against the Bears, Zach Wilson never makes it back onto the field. And they could string off a couple ones. They could surprise your your Vikings, could surprise the Bills, and then the rest of their season is pretty easy. Miami might not be playing for anything in Week 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Zach Wilson stuff after another really rough game against the Patriots, there's this dis- discussion on whether or not uh, they move on from him and just throw somebody else in there. The defense is playing so well for the Jets that it does kind of feel like, and they, they asked Zach Wilson out of that game too, like, do you feel bad? Are the defense for the things going in? He got the one answer. Nope. Just nope. That was it. Um, Not a good I gotta look, go Jets. Zachy. Yeah. I gotta go Jets. They're a much better team. The Bears and Fields injury. Who knows what's going on here? Now, they say that Fields looks good and he is trending towards playing. But there was also one point that they talked about this injury was like anything between day to day and shutting him down for the season. Now, maybe that is the overkill of like, yeah, we know where we're at, and if he is going to, you know, why push this guy? But if he's trending towards playing, then he's probably not too banged up because why put him out there? But I, I got to go Jets. The Jets are a better team. I got to go Jets. They're just better. They are just yeah. better. Uh, Falcons at Commanders, and the Commanders going all black uh, for this one for the last time this season. Against, you know, Falcons team where black is one of their colors. That makes sense. But anyways, <laughs> Falcons at Commanders, Dave. <sighs> I mean, this is another one where both of these teams very, very spunky, but uh, I'm going to give it to the Falcons only because I hate the fucking Commanders. Okay. I like Commanders in this one. I think they're just – they're a hotter team right now. Falcons are much more up and down. Agreed. Um, They're in these games, you're right, and I think they would be in this one too, but Commanders are in this, like, weird streak right now, and I think they keep it going at home. So there you go. I got one opposite you on that one. Uh, Let's talk about the one that, that – our only overtime game from this week where the Raiders win it in the walk-off over the Broncos, 22-16. to uh, this game was 13 all with about seven minutes left. Broncos take a lead and then um, even get the ball back with under three minutes left, but they can't keep the Raiders from forcing overtime. And then Adams, who had two touchdowns, 141 yards receiving, wins it with a walk-off on this one. There, uh, <laughs> there was a wonderful moment in – I have the NFL Plus or like whatever the Game Pass thing they do is. Mm -hmm. And so you get to listen to the audio of these games that are out of market. And so I was like, ah, fuck it. This game seems close in Denver. And the announcers were like, well, you know, if if you got one uh, branch of the team you want to have on the field uh, to win this one, salt it away, it's the defense. The defense is running really, really good today. And then Derek Carr marches down the field and scores to tie. And they go, well, it's still some time on the clock. Could Russell Wilson? Okay, nothing. And then they go, all right, well, you know, uh, maybe maybe the Raiders, uh, oh, okay, they, they won the coin toss. Okay, that's fine. But, you know, might just be a field goal and then give our boys a chance to up. And uh, the best yeah, one is the quick. final call. He just goes, all right, and the snap goes to Carr. And uh, Devontae Adams is wide open on the right side of the field. He throws to Devontae, and that's the game. The, the level of, like, cold defeat that is going on there in Denver was delicious. It was delicious 
because he like knew it was gonna happen. He was just waiting for how. He was waiting for what bad fucking decision is going to occur to fuck this team again. God, the Broncos are terrible. Don't get me wrong, the Raiders are too. But the Broncos are a special kind of fucking terrible. They're yeah. like like I can't even explain how fucking terrible they are. That's the weird shit. Yeah, it's a rough one right now. Um again, they were in this one they had they, their defense seems to play good except Devontae Adams, both Devontae Adams touchdown like that you're right that second one the walk off he was wide open. The first one he was double covered. Yeah. And he catches it and he's like get out of here. Get out of here you guys. <laughs> um the Raiders are a very bad team too. They're a very bad team this year, but uh, Broncos still couldn't take care of it at home amongst their fans. That rough. That's that's quite rough for you. Um, the only reason why this game wasn't earlier in our show is it really is not going to match to mu- uh, matter to much. Both these teams aren't going anywhere this year. It's it's a, one of those. Uh, that was a fun game, but it just lives on its own right there. Um, uh, week eleven. For the for 2022, it's not gonna it's not gonna mean anything by the end. Of, other than positioning in the top five for a draft pick, maybe. Yeah, but that's exactly where it is. I mean, these are going to be oh, except Denver. Bron- no, Broncos don't have it. Yeah, right. Broncos don't have their draft pick, or they got Seattle. Oh man, yeah. It's there is nothing good that comes from losing for Denver. Nothing. There is man. no advantage to losing. It just makes the Seahawks stronger. Uh, they go. This is an interesting one because it's again two bad teams. Uh, the Broncos are going to Carolina play the Panthers this week. Sam Darnold QB one for Carolina. He's off the injury. The G Cubis returns. The G Cubis. Now I didn't. You might have to explain that to, to listeners because I completely forgot about that. So when there was a subreddit called the Donald, which was all about Donald Trump, it eventually got banned for hate speech, which probably doesn't surprise anybody. Um, they the Jets spoofed it and basically created a subreddit called the Darnold and started calling him the G Cubis, which doesn't mean what you think it means, which is like the G E Q B. It means God Emperor Quarterback of the United States. That's what it means. <laughs> uh, and basically, they're like, he cannot fail. You know, everything is a deep state conspiracy against. It's been a real good parody account. Um, and now there is a chance uh, for him to make Carolina great again. And uh, I, I think this is. Baker Mayfield is going to do nothing but run himself into the ground. He might have a chance to redo his career somewhere as a backup next year. But mm. the chance for him to win a starting spot or a competition for a starting spot, it's out the window. This Panthers team's too bad. He's been too shitty. It's Sam Darnold's turn to audition for next year. That's yeah. kind of where yeah. this comes down to me. And I think it's fair. I think Carolina's fucked anyway. So you might as well give the guy a shot. And he's been injured, so there's no QB controversy. Baker Mayfield had a shit-ass game after a series of shit-ass games. He lost his starting job to P.J. fucking Walker. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense that yeah. he loses it to Sam Darnold, too. And these are, they're marching out guys that were once considered top quarterbacks in this league coming out of college. And so you can always argue that it just, you know, matters a different location, different coaching, different offense, and something could click for these guys. Start Josh Rosen, you cowards. (laughs) Look at Geno Smith over here. I mean, sometimes that's all it takes. So that's what everyone's thinking. Yeah, that's what everyone's at here. Did you pick this one, Dan? Broncos, uh, Panthers. Who you th- who do you think is gonna win it? Uh, God, I don't know. 
I, I'm gonna go Panthers. I, okay. I'm gonna go Panthers. Their defense is also very good, and yeah. there's just not a lot of film on Sam Darnold. And there's a ton of film on this awful, awful Russell Wilson offense. So yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pick the surprise of the Carolina Panthers. And I think it yeah, this game could go either way. It is in Carolina. Um I I could argue it either way, so I'm gonna just go opposite you try to catch up some games. I'm gonna go the Broncos. Uh, they got a good defense too. This is two teams with a pretty good defense and just a mess on their offensive side. And they're going to see who can who can uh, split together enough to maybe score 16 points. Um, also, the uh, Raiders are going to Seattle. It is uh, Las Vegas Raiders at Seahawks. Uh, I mean, it has to be Seahawks. I mean, Seahawks are coming off a bye. They're also a right. good team, and the Raiders are kind of junk. I, I cannot see the Seahawks losing this one. Seattle needs to uh, keep up, uh, keep San Francisco away from the division top. So Seattle, it will be focused for this one here at home against the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I like Seahawks too. Okay, let's talk about uh, Eagles Colts. Uh, Eagles won this by one point. Took them to the end to even get, I think, the lead. Unless they had the three nothing to check that. But uh, this was ten to three Colts at the half. Colts defense did what they could to keep uh, that Eagles offense down. Um, yeah, because the Colts scored on their first drive. So uh, Colts lead this entire game until the uh, Jalen Hurts' last touchdown run with minute 20 left on this game. Because, of course, they do. Jalen Hurts is good this year. I mean, he's been hot and cold. I mean, everybody talking about him as MVP consideration, but if you watch the games, it's not there. He's He's really good. He's really good. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from him, but you compare him to Mahomes, it's not even close. Um, shit, you compare him to Josh Allen, the the performance is not even close. But this is the sort of performance at the end of a game that changes people's minds. Yeah. To be down, to have that defense on you all day, all day, and basically say, nah, fuck it, at the end of the game, I'm going to do everything that matters. He led the team in rushing again with 86 yards. That's a really good rushing day. Um, mm-hmm. And the touchdown. I mean, he's he's been nothing short of a fucking godsend for this Eagles team. He really has. I think his passing has come down to earth from the beginning of the season, and that's a little difference for them. Um, their offense in this game looked like they were a little stagnant until they needed a first down, and then Devontae Smith was open, A.J. Brown was open. Like, oh, man, you know, you and me have made it kind of clear that we're not cheering for the Eagles now um, <laughs> in this season. So I was, I was like, I had an eye, one eye on this game because it was one that was airing here where we sit locally, and I'm like, Colts are still in the lead. Colts still have the lead. It never felt like the Colts were going to steal this one. If anything, it would have been a steal, but they had the lead the whole time. So I kept being like, well, all they need to do is string together this and keep them out of here. Um, but the Eagles kept converting when they needed to, and then that, yeah, you're right, that last drive, the last touchdown, it all kind of felt like, well, they're setting up for this. They're getting it. Then they got some stuff working their way to do that. Um, the other side of it, you know, the Eagles, everyone's worried about their running game. They tried Jonathan Taylor at him quite a bit, and he had 84 yards, but he ran the ball 22 times. So it didn't look like they could get – completely run over in this game and then they added Dominican Sue and um Linval Joseph this week for the middle. 
Yeah, having Sue and Joseph is just not fair. I mean, the, that's just a really, really good Eagles defense. I don't want to play them again, Scott. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I want to because I want to beat them. But, man, if they if they beat us and they just stop the fucking run, I'll be so disheartened. Um, Eagles are a good S- team, man. Sue and – I mean, those guys ha- are pretty old. And you get that big, you have to have some uh, – yeah, yeah, you got to be ready to play. I mean, but Sue's been in some big games here lately, so I I believe that he will be ready, and they'll get them even more up to speed. Than I don't think they played a lot in this game, but they were out there. Um, yeah, the Eagles. The last couple of weeks, though, they they don't seem like they're world beaters. They don't seem like they're going to run away with the NFC. Both of our teams are in the race here to to at least like maybe see them in Philly, which is not a fun place to play, but. I think we got a shot in a bucket chance here. That's yeah, what I'm I think saying. so. Yeah. You know, but once again, the Eagles schedule for the rest of the year. They did the hard part already and they went 9 and 1. Right. You know, oh yeah, they're set up to have the home. It's that's what I'm saying. You got to go in there and beat them probably. Yeah. Well, you need you need to go in there. I need to go in there and beat them and also they need to drop another game somewhere else. <laughs> That's just what well, I'm needs saying. To even in playoffs, even if we yeah. go ha- have to go into Philly to beat them in the playoffs, or you know somebody beats them before, yeah, run into Philly. That's always a hope, you know. It'd be tough. I mean, listen, they got the Packers this week. Could get yeah. weird. It could get weird. We got to talk about that Packers game first, though. But uh, before leaving Eagles Colts, I don't know if you know Sirianni uh, after the win, running over to the Colts fans and yelling, "Quote that shit was for Frank Reich." Uh, apparently, Sirianni and Frank Reich close buds. Sirianni yeah. took a quite offense to Colts firing him before they could uh, queue up and play each other in this game. So it sounds like Frank Reich will be back to the Philadelphia Eagles next year as some part of coaching staff. I would think. I would think he probably won't be sitting for long. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Frank Reich and Sirianni have been together for years. I mean, they were, you know, Sirianni was his offensive coordinator. He was Yeah, when he took over for Colts, yeah. Yeah, he was really, really good. Um, They're good buddies. Frank Reich's not a bad dude. The the rumors came out that apparently – um, Ursay said, start Ellinger. I'm tired of seeing Matt Ryan. Uh, and then had the conversation with Jeff Saturday and said, Hey, if I fired him, would you want to be the coach? Then fired Frank Reich. Um, and which Jeff Saturday is like, I'm going to put Matt Ryan back in. Yeah, And he goes, well, I, if mess. I put you in there, you know, you get to pick who the quarterback is. And he's like, all right, well, I want to go with Matt Ryan. I want to win a couple fucking games. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fucking mess. I mean, Jim Ursay's a pill popper, man. We know this shit. Um, how yeah. Chris Ballard still has a job, I have no fucking idea. But Oof, also, the, yeah. the Colts are also ravaged by injuries, and it's really hard to get a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, they're they're just one of those teams stuck in the middle right now. Yeah. All right. A um, couple more games here for the week, and then we'll wrap up the show. I want to go all the way back to Thursday night where the Titans went into Green Bay. They beat the Packers on a Thursday night and in Lambeau. Uh, 27-17, and Dan picked this one too, as you've seen. He, he had a very good week. Mm-hmm. Um, Tannehill, a uh, good game here. He found Traylon Burks and uh, Hooper in the end zone twice. Uh, Henry even threw a touchdown, man. And the Titans were doing well here. Uh, Rodgers has found Christian Watson as kind of a new youthful um, guy. Gets, gets touchdowns. Christian Watson catches his touchdowns, yeah. but it wasn't enough touchdowns in this one. 
He's uh, light-skinned like Jordy Watson, and he's fast like Devontae. I like him. <laughs> so uh, it's another loss for the Packers, another big one because it's at home. Uh, you already tombstoned them, and the Titans are looking like they're going to run away with the South again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have no no notes on this one either. Um, <laughs> although the Titans' offensive coordinator did get himself into a DUI, um, you had a real yeah. a couple real good ones after that. You said, "Well, you know, you know, you could be drunk and you still just give the ball to fucking Henry. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not the hard not the hardest uh, offensive coordinator job in the league. But yeah, apparently he's going to retain his job too. Uh, yeah, news came out." Sound like the uh, Titans were like, well, we're just, you know, we're gonna gonna pretend like that is all okay. Um, yeah, he seems fine. He's gonna keep his job there. Um, the Lions coach, we didn't talk about that in that Niners uh, Cardinals game. The uh, Cardinals uh, coach lost his job, and they're Sean not really quite quite saying what happened. Just that it was in an inc- an incident that occurred in Mexico. So which is never a good sign. I mean that's the that's the crazy thing is like there's no 100% answer to what's happening. Money is on cuz this is Sean Coogler. If you've been watching the Hard Knocks, he's been kind of one of the stars. Um you know, he's been an offensive quality control coach. He's you know, he's the one that was talking about Beach loving his popcorn, putting those, you know, basically being like look at it, look at Beach choking on these popcorn. He got that popcorn right, right. Beach him. Yes. That's the coach we're talking about. So I'm assuming just from the vibe I got from that dude that he probably got all up in Cliff Kingsbury's grill and was like, you're about to get this team fucking ruined by the 49ers. And if he was correct, maybe you should fire Cliff Kingsbury and not Sean Coogler. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe we'll find out in Hard Knocks. Maybe we won't. I have yeah. a feeling like we won't. They're probably trying to keep this shit under wraps from how it sounds. Yeah, Hard Knocks really has been pretty uh, tame. Last needs, few seasons. Needs access, motherfucker. Yeah, they really don't do that anymore, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's you're right. There's not much more about this game. The Packers go Sunday Night Football to Philly. We brought that up already. Let's pick it. The Eagles. This is the first time we see the Eagles in this black helmet that they now have, too. So the Eagles will be in there all black for their night game. Packers at Eagles. I mean, I have to go with the Eagles cuz I said I would pick them now for the rest of the year and it, ooh we sniffed it we sniffed another I Eagles was hoping loss. if it happened it would be like oh my god Dan picking the Eagles is actually going to work and, <laughs> it's the kryptonite and then we have something going here on the show but yeah and who's to say maybe it will if you want to pick them again I, I understand but I'm going to pick them too the Colts are fucking junk they were coached by Jeff Saturday and they lo- they won by one point so yeah, yeah I'm going to keep picking the, the Eagles game. I'm going to keep picking the Eagles hoping I'm wrong for the rest of the year Packers are a mess, but you never know. Uh, prime time, weird things can happen here. So I'll take the Eagles, though, as well. Uh, that leaves us just one more game to talk about, and that is the Bengals beating the Steelers 37-30. to 30. Um, was, Is that right? Yeah, 37-30. to 30. High-scoring game for this one. Uh, Burrow, man, 355 yards, four touchdowns. He did throw two picks. Um Mixon got injured, but no problem. We'll go go to P. Ryan. P. Ryan, three touchdowns himself. So Bengals offense hitting on all cylinders. It's just the defense uh, gave up a lot to Pickett and Harris, uh, who had two touchdowns himself, Harris. Steelers had a lead at halftime, 20-17. to 17. Just Bengals took over and uh, win this one. Yeah, Joe Donkey had a great game. And honestly, the second half 
was a complete runaway. I know that it looked close at the end, but it was it was Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. When by the fine, sorry, I'm having a stroke. By the time he found Tyler Boyd in the second half, it was over. Um, yeah. Tyler Boyd was having an absolute junk first half, and Joe Burrow found this dude and just you know said let's get to work. And Kenny Pickett is improving though. You know I don't want to shit all over. Like this is not a good Steelers team, but I don't. I think they've got a lot of good things. They've got Pickett and Pickens. T.J. Watt's going to be there for a number of years. They're going to be right back in this thing. It's just this is a lost year for them. Is all. Um, you almost feel bad for them, but uh, you know they're in all these games. They're fighting their way through it. They're just not very good. You say, yeah, T.J. Watt coming back is as uh, big for the Steelers, but um, it's not enough. Um, this was a divisional game, and so it's going to be a little bit tight, but the the better team won it, and we, we picked it as such. So the oh, Bengals yeah. won that one. Um, yeah, and the Bengals have to keep up with uh, the uh, um, Baltimore Ravens in that division. Those are That's the race there for the, the North now. They have a very interesting one, and, and I think it's game of the week, honestly, in my mind. Cincinnati Bengals at Tennessee Titans, uh, heading into it as in the best-looking one here uh, for the week. It's a big one for the AFC. Who do you like in this one, Dan? Bengals at Titans. Well, the Bengals' secondary is beat up. Cheetah Bay Awuzie is not coming back anytime soon. Luckily, the Titans don't fucking throw the ball. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so I'm actually going to I'm gonna take the Bengals here. I, I still like the Titans. I think they're a good team, but... The Bengals seem like they're starting to get hot, and a uh, hot Bengals team scares me more than almost any other one in the NFL, so I'm going to go Bengals. Yeah, uh, still don't have Jamar Chase back yet, um, but if you weather the storm without him and you keep T. Higgins going as he's going, things like that, then you're going to be fine. Um, Titans, yeah, Titans don't scare me nearly as much. I like the Bengals too, so I'm going to take the Bengals on the road, uh, winning a big one there. And then Monday Night Football, this one kind of an interesting one, too. It's the Steelers at the Colts, uh, Pittsburgh at Indy. To wrap up what is, a, you know, a super long week of football here with Thanksgiving. Ooh. I mean, yeah. God, I don't even know. What do you think? Yeah. I'm asking you. Oh, you, well... I mean, technically, I should pick after you, given that you have a four-game lead here. Sure. I'm kind of thinking I want to pick opposite you in this one, but I'll tell you ahead of time, I am leaning I'm leaning Steelers. I think T.J. Watt and things like that, I think they're going to keep that Colts offense stagnant, and they'll score enough. Well, if you want to pick opposite me, I'll, I'll do that for you. I'll, I'll go Colts. Okay. I'll go Colts. Uh, you it's know, not a... Yeah, I don't feel you're right. I, I think it's a coin flip of a game as it is. You still get a home team in that pick, but I, I the main thing I have is they almost beat the Eagles by a you know a touchdown. They could mm-hmm. have had it. Um, they won Jeff Saturday's first game. I know I talk shit about the Eagles, and now I'm I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth. But uh, yeah, they're a weird team, man. The Colts are just a fucking oddball team. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Colts. I'm gonna go Colts. Colts being at home and things like that, I think could do it. But at the same time, I don't know how much they've built up a home field advantage this no, season. No, no, no home things field. like that. So yeah, it could it could be very different. Pickett's those are all the games. Pickett's improving. We picked everything uh, for for week uh, twelve for that Thanksgiving week. Um, to catch us up on those picks, 
because Dan had such a good week, we had six games opposite after we switched back that Bills and uh, Browns game. It turned out being six. You went four and two in that one, Dan, and mm-hmm. because you had uh, – or uh, Wait, yeah, because you already had me – no, you went five and one, so you're ahead of me by yeah. six games. I am at 93. You're at 97 in the whole scheme of things here. Feels uh, good. You're exactly the same as my mom now. Hey, hey, I caught up. Caught up, Mama Hogan. Watch your Um, heels. I pick with her and my brother and all his friends. It's actually my brother that's leading that one at 101. That's pretty good. Well, now I'm I'm not going to fall the Hogan's. Yeah, I'm having kind of a low, mediocre season here, but there's plenty left. Let's see what happens here after this week. (laughs) All right, but you guys, thanks so much for listening, and we hope you really enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. This is a big uh, holiday for football fans. you're gonna be you. You go to your uh, family gatherings and force them to put the uh, the Lions game on there early, while everybody's wondering, you know, what you're doing with your life and trying to have uh, small talk with you again for the year. And you're just trying to see if Jared Goff can get you some fantasy points because your team is that awful, and you're starting Jared Goff. No. Um, but, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the games, and I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm thankful for this uh, very fun Viking season, even if this last week wasn't uh, wasn't par for the course. It's the season as a whole, man. you got to take the season as a whole into account. That's right. Um, all right, well, before we wrap it up, i got a couple of crazy stats real quick. Yeah. Uh, here we go. No Lions coach in recent history have wins versus teams with five or more games over 500, including Jim Schwartz, Jim Caldwell, Matt Patricia, Daryl Bevel. None of them had wins over teams with five or more wins over 500, except Dan Campbell now is 3-0 and in Damn. those games. That's right. Danny the Giant Killer, baby. And then finally, uh, if uh, Tua's next 150 passes were all incompletions or interceptions, uh, he'd still have a higher passer rating than Zach Wilson. Oh, God, why you murder the boy? <laughs> well, you know, it was there for the taking. Someone had to say it. Uh, those are the crazy stats I wrote down. Those are the crazy stats I have for this week, you guys. Dan, let's wrap up the show. Please give the people... Some parting words of wisdom for their Thanksgiving celebrations. It is Thanksgiving, and so we talk about what we have to give thanks for. And so, Scott, I give thanks for you. And I know you think this might be a backhanded thing, but honestly, thank you for for all the work that you do putting these shows together for us, for the listeners at home. Um, For those of you that don't know, Scott assembles the entire show, the entire order, finds all these stats uh, true dedication. What a, a good fucking partner to have uh, in these podcasts. So this is a genuine uh, thanks, Scott. And also, thank you for the W this week. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming around the back no. door. But, uh, but, but honestly, very, yeah. thank you. Thank you for everything you do. That's very kind. And thank you, Dan. Thank you for, for being kind with it through it all. Um, phew, hey, man. Let's, let's hope we have a much uh, stronger... Uh, matchup coming the rest of the season. Let but, it be um, the NFC Championship game. Let it be. Let it be. Um, thank you guys, though, so much for listening this week to the Push Off Podcast. I am Scott. And this is Dan. 
Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you afterwards. Goodbye.